Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, a big chunk of our millennials are living paycheck to paycheck, and yet... I think Washington is still incredibly attractive. It's very vibrant. We have a great, amazing salaries, 37% above the national average. Amazingly, we have kept track with San Francisco, the highest salary market in the country. Millennials as a group are the largest demographic cohort in the United States. They are driving economies, they're driving behavior, and much to the surprise of baby booms, they're becoming a more and more important part of the workforce. Understanding millennials and what they're thinking about is the mission of the American University. They're doing an ongoing study of millennial behavior to talk about the recently reduced third annual survey as Dawn Leon, who's executive residence at American University, Kogat School of Business. Dawn, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, you guys have done this for three years and find some really interesting data. Let's start with some of the baseline things that have run across now three years of survey. What what are you learning about millennials here in the D.C. region? Well, the first thing to know is that millennials are actually very traditional in terms of what they want and how they decide in a place where they want to live and work. Um, they look a lot like the baby boomers or previous generations. They care the most about jobs and about affordability. That's two-thirds of their focus, even though in the media you hear a lot about uh, the perks or volunteering or outdoors or bars and restaurants. What they really care about is the meat and potatoes of having a job with a good salary, ideally uh, not so far to commute every day. And they'd like a house with a yard in an affordable neighborhood that, uh, again, is not so far away that they can't get to work in a reasonable amount of time. It's funny to me that something that seems so obvious to people, just people, that in a way we have to do or you have to do a survey to point out to baby boomers and others that millennials are just like them in key ways. Isn't that surprising? Well, I think um, the, the media likes to tie into sensational ideas. And when millennials were first coming on as a generation, they are uh, digital natives. They expect everything now. They're also very educated and very diverse. And the world is their oyster. They are not tied to any particular location. So when we had a bunch of millennials coming to Washington for the first time for the jobs and the salaries during the recession, they came with a whole different attitude, which is we're going to have fun. We're making great salaries. We're living in a very urban place. We want to take photos of everything and put on Instagram. They're very experienced oriented and very social. So all that, everybody looked at and said, wow, they're a different species. Mm -hmm. The reality is that that happens when you're young and you're educated and you're making good money. And then what happens is the millennials get older. The oldest ones are 37 this year, and many of them are married. A lot of them are turning their attention to having children. And with that comes the stark reality of how do I make ends meet between the great salary I'm making, but the high cost of childcare, the cost of a mortgage, uh, oh, yeah, and I need to start saving for retirement. And, oh, I have a kid. In 18 years, I have to start paying for college. All these things come together. And what we're seeing is more and more the millennials are old enough to have to worry about that in their life stage now. So this, I call it meat and potato issues, just the getting through life kind of thing. So what does your data show about how this region's doing on providing those type of opportunities for this largest cohort in our economy? Well, every year we do an index to try to understand how well the Washington area rates on the things that are important to millennials. And this year we came in, continued to be strong, 127%, so 27% above the national average of an average place, what they would deliver for millennials. Uh, we remain in the, top, in the second spot out of 20 uh, top 20 cities we looked at. 
Uh, the challenge, though, is when you look deeper and you realize uh, in 2016, that was the first year we saw a net outflow of millennials, fewer were coming in to backfill those who are leaving. And the question is, are they going to stay in Washington? I think Washington is still incredibly attractive, is very vibrant. We have a great, we have amazing salaries, 37% above the national average. Amazingly, we have kept track with San Francisco, the highest salary market in the country. We are only 2%, less than 2% uh, lower on our average salaries in Washington. So on the face value, when people are evaluating Washington, it looks like a great place. The challenge, challenge comes when you live here on a day-to-day -day basis and you realize you're making a lot of money, you feel like you're doing it right, but you have nothing to show for it. We have 45% of millennials telling us they're living paycheck to paycheck. And we have um, over... Uh, about 40% of the people making over $100,000 a year feel like they can't afford to buy a house in this area. The prices are just so high that they begin to realize that the salaries are great, but there's actually not a whole lot of financial advantage. The stereotype is that millennials just couch surf. So are you telling me that most millennials want to own homes? As a matter of fact, this year we asked specifically, and we found out that only 3% of the millennials we talked to had no interest in buying a home ever. 40% in the Washington area already own a home of some sort. It may be a condo or a townhouse. Uh, we have many of them who want to own a home but can't afford it. Uh, and then some of them are saying, I'm, I want to own a home, but I'm not sure where I want to settle down yet. Uh, we know, for instance, that about 30% of the millennials said they want to uh, eventually move closer to family or to be with a significant other. So they will be leaving the Washington region probably in the next three to five years. So a few weeks ago, I wrote a column, uh, my weekly column in the Post about uh, the job data that LinkedIn had released with respect to tech workforce. And they pointed out that our region was falling behind other parts of the country for tech talent. And they attribute it directly to housing affordability and transportation. It sounds like your data supports that. Oh, yes. So the, the adjectives they come up with to describe uh, the housing situation and traffic are uh, uh, vibrant, to, get, to say the least. We have atrocious, impossible, insane. Uh, everyone looks around at the housing prices. They're having sticker shock. I just read a piece of data that 91% of baby boomers in the D.C. area are staying put. They are not selling out and leaving. So there's, there's not so many houses coming onto the market. When they do come onto the market, they're extraordinarily expensive. Millennials are worried that they won't hold their value. They also don't want to spend all of their money on housing payments. Um, now, traffic is the thing everybody in this area loves to hate, and um, millennials are no different. Unfortunately, 60% of them are in their cars on a daily basis driving, and that's been dead consistent for three years, the same 60% number. So it's real. They're really driving uh, through the suburbs, wherever it is, and um, it's frustrating. Uh, a number of them say their commute is actually killing them. And when you have to deal with that every day, I think that's a big motivating factor to go look at some of these smaller cities in the country that certainly are more affordable and feel a lot more livable. So the conclusion I'm drawing from this, Don, is that ultimately what the data shows is that whatever demographic you select now, the issues of how to make Greater Washington grow are becoming consistent. I think it's absolutely, it's housing and transportation. And one of the challenges is we have great salaries which attract people, but that also means there's more money in people's pockets uh, to drive the prices up, especially for housing. And the people that are still staying here have accumulated a lot of wealth because their houses have doubled, tripled, quadrupled in, in value over time. 
So they're, they're in great shape, those of us in Gen X or baby boomers, but the millennials are in a really challenging financial spot. Well, Dawn, thanks a lot for taking the time. And folks, uh, go and check out the report. I'm sure you can find the AU CoGod site. It's great reading. I rely on it myself for my research. Dawn Leon, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>